I think like Taz has the potential to be one of the one of the best. You know what I'm saying? He are he does have rock vibes, and like I agree with everybody that says that. Like he has the potential to hold the title. So. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm Ryan Satin, and this week we've got a former NXT Tag Team Champion, former Raw Tag Team Champion, former SmackDown Tag Team Champion. He's a Triple Crown Tag Team Champion. He's one half of the Street Profits. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Out of Character, Angelo Dawkins. Angelo, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I appreciate it. Yo, what's good, fam? Thanks for having me. So I want to start this off asking you what I ask everyone else, and that's how much of your real true self is there in the character you play on TV? Uh, there's a good, good portion of it. Um, it's just my character put on what I do in real life, basically putting 100 on 10, you know? I'm way more laid back in real life than I am on TV. TV, I'm a little bit of a loud mouth. I clown around a little bit, but I'm still like the laid back one of the two. So that's like the cool part of it. Um, but yeah, what you see from me on TV is basically how I am. I mean, outside of you probably won't see me in like house shoes all the time. I'll probably have some gym shoes wrestling in them. But other than that, yeah. It's funny that you consider sweats. yourself the laid back one of the two, because I feel like even though you, you technically are, I wouldn't consider you like a laid back person. You're usually very vocal on social media and you're clowning on people and you're making fun of people and you're doing your thing. So I don't know. It's funny that, that you consider yourself like the laid back one of the group. Oh yeah. I mean, well, like obviously like you see me on Twitter, I talk a lot of smack and <laughs> like when it's sports involved. Yeah. I don't shut up. Although the last couple of weeks I have shut up, you know, my team kind of, you know what I'm saying? Let me down a little bit. I had to kind of eat a little bit of humble pie, you know, the first time in 10 years that I've had to do it. But hey, it happened finally. So I've been kind of quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm not much of a sports guy. I, I, I stick to wrestling just because there's, as you know, there's so much of it on TV at all times that I that I want to be connected into. But yeah, I see you and I. I definitely have seen a lot of people coming at you on social media recently, I feel like, to, to, to kind of like get their comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had to wake, wait a full decade for it. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess it was a, a dead clock is right twice a day. They just so happen to be right twice in 10 years. <laughs> so, you know, what's funny to me is, I, you know, I obviously I do research for all these interviews I do and I'll go and I'll, you know, try and find, you know, things that people haven't talked about or, you know, I'll read their bio or I'll go watch stuff on them. And it's funny to me, it's crazy, or it's crazy to me that you're a famous person and there's like no information about you on the internet prior to being in Street Profits. Like, have you noticed that? Oh, uh, no, I haven't. I honestly never even looked. You've never Googled yourself? No. What? Nah, not at all. Now that you say that, I want to know what the first thing that comes up like in the search bar is when you say when you when you type in what are people wondering about you? Angelo uh, Dawkins. Yeah, see wiki college real name. There's like that's how basic the the rest of the searches are about you because there's not a ton of information. Like I looked and it's like there's like before <laughs> and you were in WWE signed to the system for a good amount of time before yeah. Street Profits, you know, became a thing. And there's like one line. It's like, went to this college and played these sports. Okay, Street Profits. And I'm like, man, there's all this 
this uncharted waters here, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, look. Told you I'm very laid back. I keep a low profile. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. You were in the system for how long before before you guys got called up? Uh, Started in 2012. 2012. Uh, And who were some of the coaches, would you say, at the Performance Center who helped guide you through that phase of your life to make you the performer that you are now? Uh, gotta definitely start off with the man, my very first coach, uh, coach Norman Smiley, you know what I'm saying? Norman Smiley, what up fam? You know what I'm saying? Hey, community, community. But, uh, yeah, he was definitely, uh, my first coach. He was, uh, the one that was always in my ear, just guiding me along my first day. He was just trying to help me out from day one. And then, uh, Robbie Brookside's another coach, uh, who helped me out, but more towards when we moved to Orlando. And um, got to go with Coach Bloom, of course, uh, who's always been pushing me. He, he's another person that felt like I was very laid back and he wanted to get me to branch out a little bit more. Uh, Scotty Tuhati, who's not coaching anymore, but he was a big part. He was a big part in the whole Street Profits, uh, the beginning of the Street Profits, getting us to get out of our shell a little bit more. Um, man, Coach Terry Taylor, just trying to get that fire out of me him bloom norman robbie scotty anytime we were working on comebacks all i hear is their voices in my head when i'm running a hot tag (laughs) that's that's as i love hearing you say that because i think that you have one of the best hot tags on the entire roster like when you guys are doing that like i'm always like man he nails that every single time oh thank you thank you like, uh, I spent a lot of time working on it. Yeah. <laughs> you had like seven years to 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 have them in drilling that into your head. Oh man, it was it was unreal. It's like to a point where it's like I'm running like my head is on fire. Uh, like it was like, look, you come in, basically get come up, and so what happened? What they do to test? So I gotta make them pay. I gotta run them over. I gotta throw them around. I gotta make. I gotta ragdoll them a little bit. So if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing a comeback right. And we've I've had to drill it. I've done it at every live event, done it on TV. Like, just see, I'm just ripping and running around, throwing people. As long as they are getting beat up, I am okay. <laughs> I didn't have to run after practice no more. Uh, it was just like crazy punishments for me. After, if I didn't do like exactly what they wanted. What kind of punishment did you have to do? Uh, you know, run a bunch of ropes, uh, stay after, clean the ring. Um, and they used to, they used to come up with, uh, inventive ways to, to, uh, keep me, uh, motivated and make sure I stay on that path of running a comeback the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should send them this clip to, to show them that someone here said that you're one of the best at it. Cause I genuinely feel that way when you come in, I I'm like, Oh, yeah. Like, you always get me all fired up. Like, yeah, he's coming back to to get him back for all the stuff they just did to Montez. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun throwing people around and running them over. So that's that's my forte. That's what I'm good at. Well, you said Scotty Tuhati was kind of helpful in in kind of pushing Street Profits once you guys were already a team. Uh, what in what ways did he help push you guys? Oh, uh, well, first, I mean, we, me and Taz were always cool before we even became a tag team. Um, but it was just how we're going to mesh it because we're cool, but we're two completely different dudes in a way. 
Like, for instance, if I say, hey, let's go to Chipotle or something or like McDonald's, Tez will be like, all right, cool. Now, see me, that's just a normal place. Tez is the type of dude that's going to put on like a three-piece suit or tuxedo <laughs> and go to that place. Me, Tez hits me up. Hey, man, I got a little nice little dinner. You know what I'm saying? Me, Bianca, y'all should roll through. You and the missus should roll through. I'm like, all right, cool. They dress to the nines. I'm showing up in house shoes and sweatpants. Like, <laughs> it's it's to that degree with us. Like, we're the same. We rag on each other a lot, joke around. We talk about sports. We just kick it, talk about life, talk about our kids and all that stuff. But when it comes, it was just a matter of getting it to mesh and then also bringing a side of him out and also bringing another side of me out because as you can see, like, Tez is the more outgoing or the more out there character. And I'm more of the reserved, even though I'm, I'm pretty loud as well, but I'm more reserved because you can't really try to have like two dudes trying to go over top of each other. We both have our like own ways of expressing ourselves and how we react to things. And that's what makes it cool. And Scotty was, was uh basically focused on harnessing that and then making it, making it work in the ring. Yeah, I that's I first of all, I feel like every famous comedy duo, there's always one straight man. So you have to have the straight man in like a good duo of people. And I feel like you play the part of the straight man very well, because like you said, Montez, very over the top, got like rock vibes where he's just like at 100 at all times when he's on the mic. And you need that one guy who's kind of like, even if you could be that, you need the one that is also the straight man as well. So I, I feel like. It, it's great that he was able to instill that in you guys to to find um, the uniqueness in you guys playing two different roles right there. But I'm also like you. I, I'm a I'm the guy who just wants to wear like jeans and a T-shirt everywhere. And I don't know what to wear anywhere when I feel like I'm going places. And it, it drives me crazy because I'm always like, oh, man, I know where I'm going. I'm going to be the underdressed one no matter where I'm going. Right. Oh, man, you just got to own it. Like, I own it every time. I don't care. Like, hey, I'm. If I ain't got to put on a suit, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? If it don't say suits are mandatory, yeah, I'm showing up comfortable. I do not care whatsoever. Well, even the thing I saw you go to, you would, you were posting pictures from a fancy event last night and you were in a suit and you had a hat on still. And I was like, I love that, dude. Like, just, just keeping it real. Exactly. I mean, hey, look, that was as close to a hoodie as I could have rocked yesterday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was as close to hoodies house shoes sweatpants i was just still being me while having a suit now don't get me wrong if i gotta rock a suit hey dogs put on the suit you can't you can't not be professional all right and i pride myself on being professional but believe me when i say i promise you on everything that i love if i had to put on a suit ad rocking a hoodie <laughs> AD rockers with sweatpants. AD rolling up in there comfortable, all right? Like, I pay bills around the joint. <laughs> like, I pay bills around the joint. Yeah, I, I can respect that. I really can respect that. I wish I had that in me. Like, like I even, I look at people like, like someone like Tez who can do that whole, and Ricochet, I think, does it too, where when he's in, like, a suit, um, he does, like, the, the, the like, slipper-looking house shoe like the 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 no sock uh oh, yeah. thing going you know 
and it looks like slippers. It looks like house shoes. And I still, I don't feel like I could do that. As comfortable as it looks, it looks, it's like, I don't feel like I could rock that. Nah, that ain't, that's definitely not my style. I mean, the, the shoes, I guess I'll rock, but like, I gotta like have socks on. I, I can't, right? I can't rock the no, no socks deal. That's weird to me. It's so <laughs> weird to me. I see people, I see people out and I see people rocking the no socks thing and, and they're like designer dudes, you know, like out there like, oh, I'm in designer clothes and they have no socks on. Right. And I'm like, that goes against everything that I was taught as a child. Hey, yeah. hey, to their credit, hey, they rock it. It looked good in it, but uh, yeah, that that style is definitely not for me. <laughs> I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane when it comes to that kind of stuff and uh, simplicity. Um, I go by. I operate off of the way my old lineman coach told us in uh, college: kiss, keep it simple, stupid. So yeah. that's how I approach the fashion game as well. Simple. My girlfriend the other night, she asked me if I could name five fashion designers. And I was like, no, I definitely can't name five fashion designers. My first one was wrong right off the bat was was incorrect. And I yeah. went downhill from there. Um, I, I wouldn't have even been able to name one as well. You don't think you, right name one? You, you don't think you can name one fashion designer. Nah. I had. Not, I think the only one I got right was Tom Ford. Like I think that was the only one I got right was Tom Ford because I've heard that name before. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I just I, learned the name right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, since well, go ahead, doc, doc that down as one. <laughs> <laughs> um, since you didn't watch wrestling growing up, was it difficult to transition from amateur wrestling to pro wrestling? A little bit. Um, more of the. Uh, character theatrical aspect of it um the moves and stuff it kind of it was a little more easier for me to uh, transition just because like i'm used to being able to like learn stuff on on the go like that but it was more so like the in-between things for me um i'm used to like very stoic straight face and like not really showing that much of an expression and here you got to show expression or Everybody gonna be looking at you with the same look that you give them, like, like. <laughs> and not so it was like, you, really oh, you don't really, want. right? Not the look you really want from the crowd. So like, it was just more like letting loose and expressing myself, and like, and honestly, like watching, like coming from the outside world of like sports, football, wrestling, and track, but also like I, I watch basketball a lot. I watch soccer a little bit so like i kind of like integrated those sports and those like things into uh the way that i like react in wrestling and stuff like all the flopping and stuff like that all the crazy noises mugs be making when they get the and ones and you know saying and one like i do all of that and like fouls trying to get the fouls and all that stuff and flopping that's like that's when I started like kind of like making a little bit more progress and just the in-between stuff. When it came to building character, um, you know, I remember you were part of that proposed uh, shoot nation faction that had that short live event run with, with Chad Gable. And you had the thing with Sasha Banks where you were doing stuff with her. Are there any other gimmicks though that you either came up with or that were pitched to you that never saw the light of day during that time? Uh, uh, actually, no, not really. Um, let's see. I was with Sasha for a minute for a quick little second. Uh, then we did the shoot nation. Um, 
then I started rocking two headbands pretty much right after Shoot Nation. And yeah, <laughs> it became the Curse of Greatness. And then Curse of Greatness transferred into one half of the Street Profits with Montez. I still rock two headbands. Now, granted, those headbands never stay on past me. I don't know, 30 seconds. But hey, they look cool. That's one, all one day I'll finish a full match with them. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I feel like Diamond Mine seems to be doing like a newer version of Shoot Nation. I feel like that's like the updated yeah. 2021 version of, of, of Shoot Nation. Oh, yeah. Woo! Man, that's <laughs> an old pick right there. Woo! <laughs> Look how different Chad Gable looks, too. Yeah. Gable's hair was longer. Go big Jason Jordan right there. Me looking lost. <laughs> Not knowing what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Did you think this was going to become an actual thing on TV or was it was it that short lived that it wasn't really something that you thought was going to happen? I kind of did at that time. But like the cool thing about it was because um, so you see Jason Jordan in the pick. He's there. He was there a little bit uh, before me. So it was basically something to like kickstart him down at NXT because they were, like he was trying to find his way as well. And so that that whole faction ended up putting him and Gable together and making them a tag team. And then you saw what happened. They flourish NXT tag team champs go up to the main roster. And then like now, like, and Jason, that was, that's my boy right there. He had to deal with me with, uh, with my young, 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 young docs days. <laughs> so he was, he was like, he was kind of like my big brother in a way. So it was, it was pretty cool to see that and like at least like be a part of something in that magnitude to like be like oh i was in a group that jason jordan and gable just ran off and like did very well and they crushed everything they did everything and killed every opportunity they had coming from and i was happy for them man and it just sucks that it was kind of cut short with jj but he's doing good he's still up there he's helping me out still to this day um, behind the scenes, I talk to him a lot. And that's like my big brother. It must be nice to see that he's been able to find a second life after his in-ring in career ended. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good to see. So what was it about Montez Ford that eventually made you realize that he was the perfect tag team partner for you? Uh, so... Was it he... I believe it was his second trial, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong on that. Uh, but yeah, he tried out and we were like having like a all like we were having like a promo class um separate at one time. And so they were having a trial while we were in a like a completely different spot of the PC having a promo class. And so they brought some of the people from the trial up. And he was one of the dudes that uh that they brought up. Only problem is he didn't know they were gonna do promos right right off the rip. So he didn't bring his suit. For the first time ever, I mean, obviously, like at that <laughs> point in time, didn't have a three-piece suit ready to rock and roll. Homeboy showed up in shorts, uh, compression shirt, and uh, oh yeah, some moccasins. Could not and, picture uh, Montez Ford wearing that outfit, by the way. Right. And so it was like, I believe it was like Kevin Owens, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> he was in that class with us, and Kevin was like, hey, docs, he's rocking moccasins just like you. I was like, oh, snap. And it was like when we first kind of met each other, too. So 
Um, at that point, and then a couple months go by, he starts, he ends up getting hired and like, uh, he didn't really become a tag team until 2017 ish. It was like two, he started in 2016, if I'm not mistaken, but 2017 was when, uh, they were like, all right, he had a match and I had a match like right after another. And triple H was like, try these two dudes together and it was cool because we're already boys anyway so it's not every day you get the tag with one of your homeboys so um it was i was like all right let's see what we can do and now you see us (laughs) was there a match early on though where that you can remember where it clicked where you were like all right this is the guy this we're gonna do well together or was it right up right from the jump um I felt like it was right from the jump, but if we want to go a certain match, um, I have to say our very first, uh, not the very first takeover that we wrestled in, which was takeover 25, but like the TV tapings that was at uh, said takeover. I think it was takeover Phoenix, Arizona. I think it was Royal Rumble weekend, if I'm not mistaken, that weekend. And we ended up wrestling the Forgotten Sons and I just remember that match and we were all boys anyway. So like we just went out there, put together magic. And that was like one of the crazy first times that it just like really, really, really like we were clicking, but like, it was like, Oh snap. Like, dang, bro. Uh, I think we got something. And then it also opened the eyes of triple H and Shawn Michaels. It was like, Hey, these dudes can roll. These dudes can go. So then on, we never looked back. Since you were part of NXT for so long and you were, you know, there when first went to TV and you were associated with NXT for so long, what do you think seeing, you know, 1.0 come to an end and seeing this new version of NXT that's starting recently? Uh, I like it, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was I was rooting for uh, the OGs, you know what I'm saying, Tommaso, Johnny, uh, L.A. Knight. You know what I'm saying? We go way, me and L.A. Knight go way back. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, so I was rooting for them. But, like, it's it's cool to see, like, the new, the 2.0 guys just doing work. You know what I'm saying? Mellow, Trick, uh, Bron Breaker. I'm a big fan of the Creed Brothers uh, with Roddy and Malcolm. And, um, you know what I'm saying? I was sad to see uh, Kyle Bloom. Or sorry, was it Kyle, right? Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly. Okay, Kyle, yeah. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly. It'll suck to see uh his boy turn on him, but I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying? Kyle O'Reilly was a part of that that old school. So it was just like, all right, it's to take over the new school right now. And I am all for it, you know. I'm all for it. I mean, they ain't beating me, but uh, you know what I'm saying? If they if they really want a little bit of the real NXT OG, come all at me. But no, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Nah. Uh, Street Profits but, uh, and yeah, Creed MSK. Brothers would be a sick match because that that I I am also a big fan of the Creed Brothers right now. Oh yeah, they're Ohio boys too, so like I kind of know them a little bit because I'm from Cincinnati. They're from a little bit northern up, but yeah. So like I like them. MSK, another tag team that's really good. Also, group of Ohio boys as well. So got love for them as well. But yeah, it's it's really cool to see like. And especially NXT evolving into a new, like a new regime and new new blood taking over. It's just amazing to see. 
Yeah, that War Games match, the the male, the men's War Games match, that main event of the show, as as good as it was, it was even it was crazy to think about how few matches some of those guys have had under their belt to be able to put on a match like that. Because I mean, like a War Games match isn't an easy thing to you know put together. Yeah, oh, I've seen I've seen uh seen my fair share of War Games matches, and I'm like, man, that looks brutal. <laughs> And, but like, hey, props to them. I mean, hey, that's that's the cool part. You know what I'm saying? New blood gets to step up and show what they can do in a short expand of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have a crazy opportunity now. You see, back then when I started, it took a little bit. It took a little while to even get your first match under your belt. Now, it's basically new, new talent comes in. They throwing them out there saying, all right, bro, show me what you can do. And they all, they've been delivering. So. I'm proud of each and every one of them. Yeah, some of those guys, they're like, all right, sink or swim, go for it. You were there yeah. for like five years yeah. in the PC, child, like getting, you know, each step of the way getting molded. Right, that's the cool part. That's the evolution right there, man. That's the that's the whole thing now, you know what I'm saying? Now you ain't got that much time to to learn, you know what I'm saying? Now you just got to like, it's, it's literally as soon as you step foot in that place, you are on the clock and you got to make like, Use every bit of time that you have and take advantage of every opportunity that they give you because you never know if it could be your last. All right. So we'll switch from wrestling for a second. Uh, what are your three favorite things right now? Just in general, like could be anything, but what are your like three favorite things right now? Three favorite things. Well, I have taken a journey on the uh, anime train. Big fan of One Piece. Uh, I am now currently on episode 758. <laughs> yeah. So wait, wait, wait. Okay. Question. Uh, when, when did you start binging one piece? Like how long of the, the 758? I started binging one piece. I have to say like, believe towards, I'll say June, okay. the end of June. Damn. And you've got uh, like, June of, like just a couple months ago this year <laughs> yeah just a couple and you months got 700 ago. over 750 episodes down yes i've been on the grind i've been hearing so much about it so i've been hearing so much about it because i i finished bleach but that was like a couple years ago so i was a big bleach guy uh i've been watching baki as well started a little bit of attack on titan i finished the season one of demon slayer um so like it was just like, all right, what do I want to watch next? And all I've kept hearing about is One Piece. So I was like, okay, cool. So I gave it a shot. And uh, and I, oh, I, that's been taking me on a journey every time. <laughs> each and every arc, each and every episode has been something crazier happening each and every time. I'm just like, but the crazy part is now the grind really is about to get crazy because now it's not dub anymore. So now I got to like, Oh, God. Read and watch it while they're talking to Japanese. So, like, I'm really pumped to, like, to get that, like, to start. And luckily, I know what's, what all is happening. So, like, I kind of could follow it a little bit easier than it had I started a little early. So, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I know what's about to happen. But now I got to, like, I got to focus in. You know what I'm saying? Even when the kids cry, I'm like, hey, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> I'll watch one piece right now, fam. Hey, baby, keep it down. I'll change you later. This episode's yeah. almost over. Yeah, yeah. Hold <laughs> well, that diaper, fam. Wait. So wait. How many episodes 
do you have now of non-dubbed episodes to go? Uh, so episode a thousand just came out. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Survivor Series weekend. So I am seven hundred fifty-eight. Man, that's I feel like that's over three hundred. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. That's 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 the bottom yeah, it's line. A lot. It's so a like, lot. <laughs> I'm about to get my pen, my pad, take notes. <laughs> Probably watch, write some reports on it. You know what I'm saying? Get my journalistic reviews on it. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the goat, the greatness of goat piece, aka one piece. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I've had a few anime fans on the show now because I had King Woods on here. He loves anime. I have, uh, I, and he was talking about Dragon Ball Z. I believe that's like his. That's the one I think he likes a lot. And then I had, uh, yeah. um, I had Zelina on here. She loves. Uh, Naruto, uh, and now we've got you with One Piece. So tell me, what's the what's the story about One Piece? What's what's like? What is it about? So it's basically about this kid, Monkey D. Luffy. Uh, he wants to be king of the pirates. He ate the gum gum fruit. So like they have like these devil fruit powers, and if they eat the devil fruit, they get like these crazy powers. But the only crappy part about it is they can't swim. So like if they're in like the middle of the ocean, which Basically, pirates, <laughs> ships, looking for treasure, yeah. all that stuff, looking like looking to become the king of the pirates, and they're in the middle of the ocean. But hey, <laughs> yo, you better not slip up and somebody throw you down in the ocean, and you better have a crew that's will that can swim, and hopefully they ain't got no devil fruit powers as well. Because if you got a whole crew full of devil fruit powers, uh, and they go overboard, yeah, it's gonna it's a wrap. From just from listening to you explain that, from watching the first few episodes of Naruto, like I told Zelina I would do, and from hearing Woods talk about Dragon Ball Z, even though I'm not necessarily into anime, um, I feel like being in the writer's room of an anime show would be so much fun. Like those, all these weird things you were just talking about, about powers and fruit balls and all these things sounds so much fun to write. And just like the sexy jutsu and Naruto, like, all these like really fun things to write. So I can, I, it's taken me these few conversations to understand what the allure of anime is, but I can, I, I, I finally understand it now and hearing your, you guys talk about it and seeing your passion for it. Oh man, it's awesome. I, I love it. My girlfriend hates me watching it because <laughs> I annoy her with the theme songs all the time. And uh, like, I, for some reason, I really love the very first theme song for Naruto. I mean, not Naruto, uh, One Piece. But I always annoy her with that song just because, like, it's just so fun. Like, it's good, but it's, like, so goofy and, like, cheesy in a way. It's just, like, wouldn't really be a song that I would probably listen to, but it's just so good and I like it. It's just like, oh, wow, I'll listen to it every once in a while just to annoy her and <laughs> sing it to her sometimes. I saw on your Instagram where you guys made a deal once where she would watch One Piece with you and you'd watch 90 Day Fiance with her. Do you like 90 Day Fiance yeah. as well or no? Uh, you know, so there's some episodes that were okay. There's some I'm like, all right, there's like one girl I, I can't stand. Which one? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I think her name's Angela or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Uh, she hustled me though. This is the crappy part because One Piece episodes are pretty short. They're like 30 minutes. Oh, Yo, yeah. 90, 90 Day Fiance, Fiance is like an hour and a half. I'm like, <laughs> hey, no, nah, we gotta, we gotta run this, we gotta run this back. 
I need at least three episodes of One Piece for one episode of 90 Day Fiance. And I got to look at Angela's face? Nah, bro. Hey, we got to renegotiate these terms, fam. Well, since Raw is three hours long, I made a deal with my girlfriend when we first started dating where it was like, if you watch Raw with me and SmackDown, I'll watch the reality shows with you that are that length, too. So uh, I get sucked into all of those. Like nine Fiance. five hours, man. I, but see, she's putting in the time with me, so it's only fair. She's watching Raw and SmackDown, you know? Hey, hey, I was about to say, man, you add NXT to that. That's, that's seven. I don't make her watch NXT with me, but she's such a good woman that she just wants to hang out sometimes. So she'd be like, just put it on. I'll just, you could watch it here. Like it's fine. <laughs> so yeah. So sometimes <laughs> it, we, 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 yeah, she goes a full week with me sometimes. Very appreciative of it. But uh, yeah, Angela was so mean to Michael, dude. So mean to Michael that, that whole season. I, I was felt- just like, yo, <laughs> like I almost like, there was a point in time, like I legit thought about ripping my TV from the wall because <laughs> I, I, there was ever a face I could not stand. It is hers, okay? It is her voice. It's like Janice. Cool. She has Fringe, that whole accent right? and everything. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like, yeah. It was just like, yo, like, bro, like, get this off my TV, please. But the alluring part, especially of it, the big screen. <laughs> but the, the alluring part of that was, I wondered how long Michael would take it so that he could come to America because he put he put up with so much abuse from that lady just because he wanted to come to america for so long you know what i would have been like this hey bro it ain't worth it man (laughs) just just give it up beat it give it a rest go be free all right go live your life all right (laughs) angela ain't worth it bro there's plenty of fish in the sea and she ain't one of them (laughs) Um. Okay, I'll go back to wrestling now. Sorry, those of you who don't like reality TV, I had to get that in there. Uh, but I was wondering, uh, was it frustrating at all to not be on the WrestleMania card this year? Because I feel like you guys still haven't had your like your WrestleMania moment in front of a crowd. Nah. No. Uh. I mean, no, nah, not at all. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Patience has always been. I've I've always been. I've always proud of myself on being a very patient guy. And uh, I got a feeling that we're going to be on this year's WrestleMania. If we're not, we're going to be on next year's WrestleMania. I'm just going to have that uh, and have that mindset. And patience has always been a key for me and uh, Tez. And we've both like prided ourselves on that no matter what. And just like they, we've had to deal with that uh, NXT as well. In the tag team, we ain't get on a takeover for real until 2019. We've been a tag team for two years and we've been doing pretty good. So, like, it was just like a whole thing of being patient and uh, not not trying to force the issue. If it's time, if they feel it's time, then hey, it's time. You know what I'm saying? If they don't feel it's time, then hey, let's go back to the drawing board, see what we can do to be better, see what we can do to like make them see, like, all right, cool, like, we cannot leave them off this card like we need to find a place for the street profits to be whether it's us talking smack whether it's us bringing back the monday after the weekend update i don't even care but like it patience is very key and it wasn't frustrating at all it was just like okay cool like what we got to do to get on this one in a perfect world who would you like to see the street profits wrestle against uh at this upcoming wrestlemania in april 
Uh, let's see. You know what? I got to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, can I go triple threat? Triple threat tag. Us, me and Tez versus the New Day versus the Usos for all the marbles. That'd be a banger. Both tag teams on the line. Both tag team titles on the line. All three of us, all three teams right there. We beat the New Day of Survivor Series. We have yet to beat the Usos. They probably have the best rivalry in tag team history, pretty much. New Day being Don, the greatest tag team ever in WWE history. And Usos are right up there with them at the mountaintop. And we are the new kids on the block that's still trying to find our way. But we've scratched the surface because we beat the New Day. But now we got to beat the Usos. But if we beat them both, we up, we right there with them. Would you like to see, and obviously far in the future, but like, would you like, because I know that, you know, you guys still have a lot to do as a team, but would you like to see you and Montez do something similar to what New Day has done as of late, where they branched off on their own a little bit, doing single stuff without, you know, splitting up their unit so that they can all still do their mm-hmm. thing together? Uh, Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. We haven't really honestly discussed that, but. That's honestly the if it ever happens, that's what we would hope for the hope to happen. You know what I'm saying? We still be boys while we are watching each other flourish. You know what I'm saying? Because I think like Tez has the potential to be one of the one of the best. You know what I'm saying? He are he does have rock vibes, and like I agree with everybody that says that. Like he has the potential to hold the title. So I mean, hey, I, I hope I'm there to support him. And uh, I'll be right there with him. That's my brother for life. And then for me, like, hey, he'll be there for me as well if the opportunity ever went that way. But if it if it does happen, hopefully we are like kind of do what the new day does and uh, still be cool with each other, still be a unit just in case somebody tries to be funny and try to jump up on one of us. You know, what I'm saying we got to handle business. But um, but yeah, I mean, that'd be great. That's why I feel like, you know, I know that usually the like the norm when a team breaks up is that like one of the guys turns on the other. That's what you always see. But I I, I like when teams just kind of like, hey, let's let's not do that. And, and and let's just go do our own thing for a little bit so that we can eventually yeah. come back together because there's no reason to to split up a money making unit just in the name of, you know, a story. Right. I mean, it was crazy because like the one thing I, I admire so much about the new day is like it wasn't like oh uh, like it was them. It was each other pushing each other out there to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when Kofi had that when Kofi had Kofi mania, it was Ian Woods right in his ear when uh Woods was out and Kofi was out. Kofi was in easier. You know what I'm saying? And then Woods comes back. You know what I'm saying? They win the tag titles and then split happens different brands and then all of a sudden like king of the ring pops up and they're pushing woods to hey bro this is this is what you want go get it go get it like it was like they were more so pushing each other which like i don't know if you like notice it like sometimes they were kind of like reluctant like man no nah, i don't want to like branch out on my own like yo we a team no 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 bro show time man go ahead 
get that. You know what I'm saying? It's your time, dog. Don't shy away from it. And it's just them pushing each other. And that's like one, like them and the Usos were the teams that we looked up to while we were NXT. We were always watching what they were doing. Like, all right, cool. Like they showed us kind of how to handle handle ourselves and how they handle themselves professionally. And we just try to, you know what I'm saying, follow in that footsteps and not try to be better. I also feel like, you know, on that same note, that if you see a babyface wrestler who his on-screen friends are pushing him and supporting him and have faith in him and believe in his character on screen, I feel like it's only going to make the viewer believe in them more too, as opposed to like, oh, his best friend turned on him. He must be, a, you know, like, you know, I feel like you go, oh, well, cool. They all want Big E to win. Like, I want Big E to win. Like, they all want Woods to be King of the Ring. I want Woods to be King of the Ring. I really do feel like it helps build the fan support as well. Yeah, I think it does as well. Because like, anytime it's happened, they've had the place going bonkers. So, (laughs) I mean, I, I think I think that works all the time for them, especially for them. And that's what's cool. And that's like, if it ever happens to me and Taz, like, hopefully it's the same thing. So I'm not uh, a sports watcher, like I said, but because I'm at Fox Sports, I did write down a few sports related questions from my coworkers to to get your thoughts on some of these things. Uh, first, how are you feeling about LeBron and this Lakers squad? Uh, still still taking a little bit to jail, but uh, it's still early in the season. You know what I'm saying? It ain't all star break yet. It ain't the second half of the season. But if you I don't know if you saw yesterday, that's the best all three have looked together. That's the best the Lakers have looked. Straight bully ball, which we need to get to doing. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to settle for no, uh, yeah, that's right, Lakers in five. I still stand by that. You know what I'm saying? Teaching little homie the way. Hey, Ron, be the GOAT. But, uh, yeah, like, I, it's still early in the season. They still got a little bit of gel, but, like, stop shooting threes. Y'all not a three-point shooting team. Hey, hey. Bully ball and defense, all right? Physicality and defense, all right? Attack the boards. Attack the basket. That's what y'all are born to do. AD, live in the paint. Russ, get to the hoop. And lastly, in the sports category, what's your message to Buckeye fans after the game didn't go your way this year? Uh, You know, it's cool. Keep your head up. Hey, look, a dead clock is right twice a day. They just hell happened to be right twice in a decade, okay? Since Jim Trestle's taken over, who's only lost one game to the team up north? Then you take in Luke Fickle during the whole tattoo gate. That didn't really count. All right. Lost then. All right, cool. So you got what? That's two losses. Urban Meyer, undefeated, unblemished, didn't even lose a game to that team up north. And Ryan Day. One and one, technically two and one, because we know what happened 2020. We ain't going to say it, but we know <laughs> secret safe, safe with us. So four times since 2002, Ohio State has lost to that team up north. So keep your head up. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Now they can chant. Hey, they're back. They got all the confidence in the world. And then next year. We're just going to beat them back down to earth, okay? It's going to be business as usual. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, look. Let them enjoy these couple 
couple more months, couple more days, the rest of the year and all that stuff, because we get it. We get it. That team up north is the winningest college football program in college football history. The only problem is they did it when dinosaurs were alive. You know, Yale, Harvard, Dartmouth were powerhouses. So like majority of the schools that are like hot now weren't really around then. So let them let them enjoy it. Let them enjoy it. Say, hey, O.H. I.O. We're going to be back next year. Ryan Day. You know what I'm saying? I see you making moves with the D coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we're going to be more well and improved next year. We're going to be hungry. We're going to be physical. It was just a year. I give them that. But uh, team up north, don't get used to that. Don't get used to that. You're going you gonna to be back to crying again. You're going to be back to crying, shedding tears, crying all over the place. <laughs> I can't believe it. I thought we was back. I thought we was back. Nah, you ain't back. You ain't back. That was false hope that they gave y'all, man. So Buckeye Nation, keep your head high, okay? It is okay. We will be back next year. I promise you. We will be back next year. Go Buckeyes, O-H, I-O, and A. Beat that team up north. <laughs> this is technically the same set where they film Club Shay Shay, so I feel like they, we need to send that over to them to get you on that show because I feel like you're sporting. Hey, you got, Club you Shay Shay, man! Well, don't tell anyone, but this is technically, I think, the same area where they filmed that. So, so I mean, this could be like your audition for that. We got to send it over to them. Like, look at this guy. You, this guy's got the hot takes. Hey, tell him to come holler at me. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got, he's one of my favorite players, man. One of my favorite players growing up. All right. Well, I got to end, end this here, but I have uh, a thing that I usually do that I end each episode on. And that's a segment I call the finishing move. So first, who is your favorite superstar to hit a spine buster on? Ooh, man. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. Woo. <laughs> Could be for any reason, but you know who's who's number you know, one. No, I got I got to go with Gable because we we've we've been at the PC for a long time. Gable's definitely one of them. We've been at the PC a long time. We always joke around with each other. We always like clown around and uh, call it. We always calling each other the little brother out of the two of us and stuff like that. Just joking around. Uh, Dolph, because um, oh, you may not know this. Golf cashed in the money in the bank, briefcase became world heavyweight champion. He he did. It was the happiest day in my middle school career. You know what I'm saying? I stayed up late. I had a test the next day. Wait, in middle you, school. You were a Dolph Ziggler stand? Yeah, I was. He's from Ohio. You know what I'm saying? I got love for my boy Dolph. I got love for my boy Dolph, man. You know what I'm saying? My favorite in middle school. And, it, and like the crazy part about it is I told a bunch of my friends in middle school that, hey, one day I'm going to share the ring with Dolph. Lo and behold, he beat me for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. <laughs> you jinxed yourself in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm about to go back. I'm about to build a time machine and go back and punch that kid in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you given a name to that double underhook spinning neckbreaker yet? Oh, the silencer. Ah, I like it. Silencer. Oh, yeah. That's my baby. I love that move. Dude, it looks so dope when you do it. I When you started busting that one out, I was like, oh, that's that's it right there. That's sick. Oh, yeah. 
That was that was my favorite move. I gotta I gotta gotta shout out my boy for uh you know what I'm saying allowing me to use that one. My boy JD. Yeah, JD Drake, man, he he kills it. Oh yeah, that's my boy right there. Did you did you become cool with him when you were working in Evolve for that little bit of time? Yeah, that's where that's where I first met him. I like going there probably one of the like best things in my like best things ever in my career for me personally because I can't really speak for Tez. I think he I feel like he feels the same way, but I don't really want to speak for him on that one. But uh for me personally, just because I've been at the at that point in time when we started going to evolve, I was at the PC for so long and to get a different set of voices in my ear, it was like it was really good for me. And uh and it ended up helping me progress and keep getting better, keep getting better. And then like we ended up starting to like move off of that. And that was the cool part. Yeah. So I there and Jamie, one of the first dudes that was I linked up with there. I remember when you guys did that Evolve stint and I noticed a huge shift in just a few, huge advancement and changes in your guys' whole entire being after doing that. So it, it was it was noticeable that, that, that it helped you guys. All right. Lastly, what's the most memorable finish you've been involved in and why? Memorable finish? I have to go with the... Uh, ooh, I have to go with... Ladder match, take over 25. I thought the Forgotten Sons were going to win. I pop up out of nowhere. Double leg Cuddy at that time. And then Tez with the springboard onto the ladder, punch Blake off, grab the titles. And then that was the that was the beginning of taking off for us here, at least, per, per se. Because pretty much like a week later after we won the ta- NXT tag titles, we showed up on Raw. That's awesome. I love it. I got a room full of people here staring at me now that I think are coming on to the set after here. So I got to go. But really, I appreciate you doing this very much. I've been wanting to have this conversation for since October, since I started the podcast. So I really enjoyed doing this and I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, man. This was a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank have a good you, one. Thank dude. you. Yeah, thank you. No, thank you. you. Have a good man. one. Peace. Peace. Right. That was Angelo Dawkins. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Really cool to hear his insight on a lot of those things because like I said there's not a lot of information about him on the internet so I hope that you enjoyed all of that as much as I did okay let's get this uh, technical stuff out of the way make sure you go subscribe to out of character on whatever podcast platform you listen on whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify Google wherever you're listening to them make sure that you subscribe to out of character and if you can if you enjoyed this show please leave a review or rating as well. It really does help a lot. Also, make sure you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find clips from Raw, SmackDown, and you can see this show, the full thing, on video. It premieres every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, excuse me, 9 a.m. Pacific time, not Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. And also make sure you follow WWE on Fox on social media as well. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now. 